It was a very chaotic first month around the world of college football, but Penn State gets to the end of September with a clean 4-0 record with room to improve. Let's react to Penn State's latest win against the Villanova Wildcats. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into today's episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. I am your host, Kevin McGuire, thanking you for making this your first listen of the day. Make sure you stay tuned to all the other great content across the Locked On Podcast Network, including Locked On Big Ten. Make that your second listen of the day to get caught up on everything that went down over the weekend around the Big Ten. Lots of stuff coming out of this weekend of college football. Fortunately for Penn State, they get out pretty cleanly with a 4-0 record, a 38-17 victory over the Villanova Wildcats that probably wasn't as close as that score would actually indicate because Penn State had a really good healthy lead before putting in some mass reserves toward the end of the game. So lots of good things to take away from this game. Still some room for improvement that we can take notice of as well. We'll get into all that in today's episode. We want to make sure you never miss a single episode of the podcast. So make sure you download the Odyssey app on your phone. Take the Locked on Nittany Lions podcast with you on that Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's free to follow the podcast on any podcasting app out there. So make sure you get every single episode delivered straight to your phone so you've got it on the go of course we are also on youtube so if you're watching this video on youtube or watching this podcast on youtube make sure you give this video a thumbs up and leave a comment down below we'll feature one of the best comments of the day in our featured youtube comment of the day later on in tomorrow's podcast so join the conversation there support the channel on youtube support us on your favorite podcast and leave those ratings and reviews and that just continues to help grow this podcast moving forward we've had some really good weeks here as the football season has gotten started and with penn state winning games there's a lot of good things to be talking about and we're going to continue that every day this week as we get ready for the return to big 10 football for the rest of the season Penn State's got a big revenge game situation coming up here this weekend against the Indiana Hoosiers. We'll talk about that as the week unfolds. But of course, today is all about recapping and reacting to what went down in week four. So Penn State gets a home game against the Villanova Wildcats, a really good FCS program. But this was not really a contest that was expected to be very close. And it wasn't. And to their credit, Penn State comes out with a big play. Sean Clifford, Jihad Dotson, 52-yard touchdown on the first offensive play that they took from scrimmage after the defense put together a three and out. So it was everything you could have asked for out of Penn State uh, in the first couple of moments of the game following a big win the previous week against Auburn. But then the Penn State offense kind of goes into a lull for a while, uh, kind of trying a couple different things. Can't get the running game going, which we'll talk about a little bit later in this episode. But I think all things considered, Penn State had a pretty solid day. Sean Clifford going over 400 yards, just becoming the second quarterback in Penn State history to pass for 400 yards in a single game, joining none other than Christian Hackenberg in that rare category. Uh, Sean Clifford officially has 401 yards on the day. Uh, Really solid effort through the air. Big plays all around. Long touchdown passes to Jahad Dotson. A long touchdown pass to Parker Washington that wasn't designed as a long pass, but it turned into one because Parker Washington just turns on the Jets and separates himself from those Villanova defensive backs. Uh, There's no way that they were going to catch him. Uh, Parker Washington did have a second touchdown later in the game with the game really pretty much all decided. 
And then uh, Keandre Lambert-Smith, a uh, nice little play extended by Sean Clifford with his feet, not really finding anybody open. He kind of scrambles to extend the play a little bit, waiting for somebody to get open. And Keandre Lambert-Smith is down on the right sideline all by himself. Uh, Sean Clifford finds him, lofts the ball over to him, and then... Keandre Lambert-Smith makes a nice move because two Villanova defenders are closing in on him along the sideline and he somehow wiggles around them and then he turns on the Jets and he is flying through the end zone for a nice long touchdown. So there was two 50-yard touchdowns, uh, an 80-something yard touchdown, uh, and I think the fourth touchdown from Sean Clifford was actually outside of the red zone as well. Uh, that one was the second one to uh, Parker Washington, I believe. So a uh, really good afternoon with the big plays. And one of the criticisms you may have about Penn State is they're not getting anything out of the running game, so they are relying on those big plays. And maybe a bunch of those big plays are not going to be there against b teams that play better defense, which Penn State will be coming across in the coming weeks as the season progresses. That's a fair criticism, but those big plays do still count. So there's no reason to apologize for making the big plays in the first four games of the season and it was, you're trying to figure out exactly what to do with the running game. I still think there's room for improvement on the running game. I think everybody's in agreement there. We will address that again later in this episode. But I do think that the big plays being there is a real good confidence boost because you know that you've got wide receivers in Jihad Dotson, Parker Washington certainly continues to be emerging, and you've got a really confident quarterback in Sean Clifford. So you know that you can take those chances with those wide receivers continuing to do the things that they're doing. I think we're seeing Parker Washington really develop into one of the better wide receivers in the Big Ten right now. And pairing him with Jihad Dotson and an extremely confident quarterback. I know he was intercepted once uh, for the second straight game, but again, I can't kill Sean Clifford for either of the interceptions he has thrown this season. He is not making bad decisions. That is the biggest improvement that we have seen in the first four games of this season compared to the first four games of last season. Sean Clifford is a much more confident passer right now. And while the running games continue to struggle, the fact that you've got a confident quarterback leading a passing game that can make these big plays happen should be a little bit of a confidence boost. So is Penn State a perfect team? Absolutely not. Are they worthy of a top 10 ranking? Yes, but if they're going to take that next step and become one of those true top college football playoff contenders and a Big Ten title contender, they do have to improve in that running game. So we'll talk about that coming up. I could not have asked for too much more out of this Penn State team. The defense has been continuing to uh, just lock it down. Sean Clifford is a much more improved passer so far. We're seeing the emergence of Parker Washington. We're seeing the tight ends getting more and more involved. And all things considered, this is a really good Penn State team. Might be the best all-around team in the Big Ten right now. That's something we'll address a little bit later this week on the podcast. But Things have been getting off to a really good start for Penn State. Let's see if they can carry that over into October. All right, college football fans, if you are looking to get involved with some daily sports fantasy football, look no further than Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the leader when it comes to daily fantasy football for college football fans. And the reason is because they have every power conference covered. They even also have some of the top players from some of the group of five conferences. So if you are a hardcore college football junkie who knows your ins and outs beyond the world of the Big Ten, you're probably going to be able to be a big winner with prize picks. The way it works is pretty simple. Just pick two to five players from around the world of college football or even the NFL, and you're just going to pick the overs or unders on a number of different statistical projections. If those players win, then you win as well. It's really that simple. You can get started in under 60 seconds, and you can start making picks this weekend for college football and, of course, the NFL and every other sport under the sun as well. Price Picks has it all there for you. Again, use the promo code Locked On. Get yourself a 100% bonus on top of your initial deposit up to $100, and you can check out the Price Picks app on the Apple Store and the Google Play Store. <laughs> 
Real quick, I want to thank you guys once again for making Locked On Nittany Lions your first listen of the day, or if you're checking us out on YouTube, hopefully we're your first watch of the day. And of course, every episode we try to highlight a comment from one of you guys on any one of our videos. And today I want to throw in our YouTube comment of the day. This actually comes from last week. We went back about five days to find this one, uh, but this is a comment. It's a pretty lengthy one from Jeff Rudd, who says, their running game worries me. He's talking about Penn State's running game. Penn State's running game worries me. Their pass protection is amazing, but they need to be more aggressive on the run block. They need to hit the linemen much faster. They need to pull tackles off the line and do more off-tackle runs to open holes. The play calling was a little shaky as well. Those end rounds were against good defenses. They need more misdirection running. I like the freshman back who only ran two or three times. I am not sold on Noah Kane. Everything else looks solid or good. Defensively, they looked really good. Auburn is much better than people think. So obviously, this is a comment that goes back to reacting to the conversation we've been having over the past week. Following Penn State's game against Auburn, we were talking about what is the biggest concern for Penn State moving forward. That's either going to make or break any big aspirations that are building as the season continues. And one of the big focal areas that I think a lot of people have right now, myself included, is the lack of production Penn State is getting from the running game. And I was personally hoping to see a little bit of improvement on that against Villanova, figuring that if Penn State is ever going to have an offensive line where they're going to push people around a little bit, or I should say a defensive line where they're going to push people around a little bit, it might be against an FCS opponent. Now, Credit Villanova, they are very good against the run, certainly at the FCS level. So it's not exactly like they were taking on a massive cupcake as far as run defense is concerned. That said, it was still a little discouraging, I think, overall, if you're being real nitpicky here, to see that Penn State wasn't getting much of a push at all from their offensive line. And that led to a very small production out of the running game. Very concerning, I think, moving forward, especially considering some of the teams that Penn State is still going to have to battle, including Iowa, including Michigan, including Michigan State, including Rutgers and Maryland, and, oh yes, the Ohio State Buckeyes. They're also on the schedule, too. So there are some big challenges ahead, and Penn State is going to have to find a way to get this running game going. We did not see the progress, the progress I think a lot of people were hoping to see against Villanova. Is that a major concern for you moving forward? That's up to you to decide. Is it a concern? Absolutely. It's still something that I think has to improve, and I think we're all on the same page when it comes to that. I was really shocked during the uh, halftime interview that James Franklin gave during the broadcast on Saturday where he said that the running game was actually performing very well. Well, you just have to take one look at the box score to see that that was a complete lie. Uh, maybe he misspoke. Maybe he misheard the question. Maybe he was thinking something entirely different. But the running game was non-existent against Villanova, certainly in the first half. Maybe it got a little bit better in the second half, but still, you're not talking about a great day on the ground by Penn State against an FCS opponent. So yes, that is going to be a major concern. James Franklin did kind of uh, allude to that later on, I think in the post-game interview, saying that the passing game is making the big plays. That's all great. They do need to figure something out with the running game. So again, maybe that halftime speech or the halftime interview, maybe something was taken out of context. Maybe he was, I don't know what he was thinking, but basically uh, we all know, everybody knows, the coaches know, the fans know, I know that Penn State needs to get more out of this running game. So that's the thing. I went into the season expecting a pretty good year out of the running backs. I expected that if Noah Kane's going to be healthy, then he's going to be leading the charge for what is looking like a pretty diverse and deep running back pool. 
We just haven't seen that production. Now, Noah Kane did not play very much at all uh, against Villanova. We found out later that James Franklin said he was a little banged up from the Auburn game, took a little bit easy in practice this past week. So he wasn't necessarily ready to go. And I figure if there's a game where you can give him a rest, it should be against Villanova. Again, no disrespect to Villanova, but this is a game where you should be able to get by with without some of your key players. So giving Noah Kane a week off, I'm fine with that, especially given his history. Let's hope that he's able to get back in form for this game against Indiana. And there aren't any major setbacks injury-wise. So just something to keep an eye on. We did see a little bit more of John Lovett, the Baylor transfer, who finally got involved in the, the game uh, last week against Auburn after missing the first couple of games. And he took a little bit more opportunities to run the football against Villanova. He had a little bit more success in the second half. So maybe that's something that's a work in progress, getting him more involved and kind of figuring everybody's rollout a little bit. I do trust that Mike Yurcich, offense coordinator for Penn State, is going to figure some things out along the way. And right now he's trying to get a feel for what he has to work with with the running game. But you know what? It doesn't matter what the running back talent is like if the offensive line is not creating space, not creating lanes. That is a big issue moving forward, especially for an offensive line that some thought was going to come into the season as one of the better ones that Penn State has had, although at the same time, some people had questions about this offensive line, and I think there's more questions and answers right now as far as what they can do creating opportunities for the running game. Pass protection has been really good. You know, Sean Clifford uh, has been under pressure at times. There's, that's true. But I think overall, uh, Sean Clifford is getting time to really process what's going on in the field. That's why you see big plays through the passing game. That's why you see that Sean Clifford is able to extend the play long enough for a guy to get open. So the passing game, I don't think, is a major concern. In fact, I think it's much more of a strength now than I thought it was going to be coming into the season. I think it's only getting better. But you still need to find some balance. You still need to find some opportunity to get this running game on track. It has not been there at all this season. Yes, they've gone up against good defenses. Wisconsin's run defense, very good. Uh, Auburn, running defense, pretty good. Although Georgia State had a pretty good day on the ground uh, this past weekend. So the, you do wonder just how good that Auburn defense is actually against the run. But, uh, you know, game to game, sometimes there are different cases out there. So I don't get too carried away with that. But bottom line is, Penn State has gone up against some good run defenses. Villanova, again, is a good run defensive team. Uh, you know, certainly at the FCS level, yes, but uh, you got to give them credit there. <laughs> Villanova played a pretty tough game defensively, uh, certainly against the run. Gave up the big plays, but other than that, I thought Villanova played a pretty decent game. So, room for improvement. Absolutely. I feel like this is the same story we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. Penn State needs to get this running game going. If Noah Kane is hindered, that's a little bit of a concern, but for right now, just give him a week off. Let's see how he does this weekend against Indiana. It's certainly going to be under our microscope, and uh, everybody's going to look to see what this running game can do against Indiana because if Penn State can't get the running game going in Big Ten play, eventually those big plays through the air, probably not going to be as helpful overall. So Penn State's got to get the game on the ground going forward because if not, there could be some hits along the way, and that would be really devastating given the way that this season has started and the way that the things are shaping up around the Big Ten. It's wide open right now, and a spot in the college football playoff, not entirely out of the reach uh, for a team like Penn State if they can figure some things out. 
Nothing can ruin anybody's self-confidence more than profusively sweating in awkward situations, right? Well, if you're looking to contain your sweating issues, check out Sweatblock. Sweatblock has a line of products, including antiperspirant wipes that you only have to use once per week that are going to help minimize the amount of times that you are sweating through your shirt. Look, they've got a dry shirt guarantee for a reason. That's because they believe firmly that Sweatblock antiperspirant wipes are going to help you out. Here's how it works. All you got to do at the end of the night when you're getting ready for bed, take one of those antiperspirant wipes, wipe up your face, wipe anywhere else you've got some sweating concerns, let it take effect for a couple of minutes, then go to bed. All right, wake up the next morning, go through your normal morning routine. All of a sudden, that anti-sweat block, antiperspirant wipe is going to be helping you out along the way because that dry shirt guarantee is going to come in play. You're not going to be sweating nearly as much as you used to, and that's all because of sweat block. Look, they've got a line of deodorant. They've got deodorant powders as well. So whatever you're looking for to contain your sweating issues, Sweatblock is going to have you covered. You can check it out at sweatblock.com. You can use the promo code locked on, save yourself 20% on your order. You can also find Sweatblock at your local CVS or right on Amazon. So if you or somebody you know is trying to cut back on their sweating issues, tell them to check out Sweatblock. You can go to sweatblock.com. Once again, use the promo code locked on and save yourself 20% on your next order. All right, look, your favorite college football team is off to a nice 4-0 start to the season, and that's a great way to start the week, right? Well, another great way to start a week is by having a built bar as your mid-morning snack, your mid-afternoon snack. Doesn't matter when you have it. Whenever you need a little bit of a pick-me-up or it's just something to help you fill you up and get you from point A to point B, Built Bar is the way to go. Built Bars are protein bars that taste just like chocolate bars. They're way better as far as the stats are concerned compared to other nationally known protein bars on the market. Do the research for yourself. Just go to BuiltBar.com and start comparing the, the proteins, the, the calorie count that Built Bars have compared to other protein bars that are out there. They'll even do the work for you. They will show you how they all compare to each other. Built Bars are by far and away the best way to go. They also have a great assortment of flavors and this is gonna be a busy time for Built Bar too because they are always rolling out seasonal flavors, limited edition flavors. There's really no limit to the kind of creativity they're gonna have. And you wanna pounce on those opportunities when they come out because if you don't follow them on Twitter at bar underscore built and pounce on the opportunities on those limited edition flavors, you're gonna miss out and you're gonna regret it. And you're just gonna to have to wait for those flavors to come back. Built Bar has the rare combination of actually being good for you and actually tasting good as well. Go to BuiltBar.com, see all the flavors they do have available for you right now. Pick out the best ones that you like. And then when you place your order, make sure you use the promo code LOCKED15 and you can save yourself 15% off on that order from BuiltBar.com. So one more time, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, save yourself 15% off your first order from Built Bar. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Nittany Lions. Now, I typically put these episodes together a day ahead of time. So if you're listening to this or watching this on a Monday, odds are very good that I put it together on a Sunday. And that happens to be the case with this episode. I'm sitting here on a Sunday afternoon. I've got some Phillies baseballs that are trying to make a push for a division championship. Don't know if they're going to do it, but we'll see. It's going to be an interesting week. I'm also watching the NFL Red Zone, uh, seeing what some of the former Nittany Lions are doing. I know Pat Fryermuth scored a touchdown for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, so off to a good start, I guess, on this Sunday afternoon as I'm putting together the podcast. But also on Sunday, you get the updated rankings from the USA Today Sports AFCA coaches poll, as well as the AP Top 25. 
And so as I was putting together this episode, I actually took a little bit of a break to put out a quick video on our Facebook page and our Twitter page. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Locked on Nittany. Check out our Facebook at facebook.com slash Locked on Nittany. Just a quick update on the ranking situation. And I wanted to make sure you guys are aware of it as well, because if you're not paying attention to the rankings, hey, kudos to you. That More power to you. I am envious of anybody who is able to get through a week-to-week schedule in college football and not care one bit about the rankings. I would love to be there. Unfortunately, I just can't do it. I had to at least pay attention to it and kind of relay the information. And it's good information to relay this week because Penn State is moving up in both of those rankings uh, from the coaches poll and the AP Top 25. Real quick, the coaches poll, you know how I feel about the coaches poll. If not, I will tell you I'm flabbergasted week in and week out by the way that the coaches poll is put together. But nonetheless, Penn State is moving up in the coaches poll. They actually moved up to number six in this week's USA Today Sports AFCA coaches poll. It's a little bit of a mouthful, but there you go. Uh, up to number six, uh, still behind Iowa. Iowa's the highest ranked Big Ten team in the coaches poll, uh, but Penn State moving up. Uh, certainly Texas A&M losing, Clemson losing. Those are all things that help uh, maneuver things in the rankings a little bit. Uh, Penn State taking advantage of other teams struggling, losing, and again, taking care of their own business. It's not to say that Penn State is a perfect team. We all know that they're not. They certainly have room for improvement as well, but they haven't been taking hits. They haven't had uh, a scary game against Ball State or Villanova. Those have been comfortable victories. They've got a win at Wisconsin, although the stock in a Wisconsin win has been tanked a little bit this week following what Wisconsin did against Notre Dame. And still a win against Auburn, still gaining a lot of respect. Probably could have lost some points as well if Auburn wasn't able to come back against Georgia State, but they did. Uh, So right now, Auburn's still a top 25 win for Penn State in both of the rankings. So Penn State up to number six in the coaches poll. The AP top 25, though, a little bit of a more optimistic outlook for Penn State. Penn State moves up to number four in the AP top 25. They are now the highest ranked team out of the Big Ten. They leapfrog over Iowa, who's sitting there at number five. So we could have a potential top five showdown coming up in a couple weeks here between Penn State and Iowa. Something I teased a little bit as a possibility. I didn't necessarily see it unfolding the way that it has, but if if everything holds form this weekend with Penn State against Indiana and Iowa on the road against Maryland on Friday night, just something to keep an eye on. If Penn State and Iowa can take care of business this week, we've got a top five showdown between Penn State and Iowa next week. I know that James Franklin is going to just focus all of his energy on Indiana, and you know what? They have to because of what happened last season. But if you're a fan and you're just a casual viewer taking a look at these rankings, it's hard not to get excited about that possibility of being out there on the playing field for both Penn State and Iowa. It's a realistic scenario. It's in play right now. We'll see what happens here. But Penn State up to number four in the AP Top 25. As I said before, this is Penn State's highest ranking in the AP Top 25 since they climbed as high as number two back in that 2017 season. Uh, They were number two when they went to Columbus to take on Ohio State. Uh, Got off to a big lead against Ohio State. Unfortunately, um, uh, uh, Ohio State obviously with JT Barrett just lighting up Penn State in that fourth quarter. Uh, still a regrettable performance, I think, in the fourth quarter for that Penn State team. That was a Penn State team that you really thought had a chance to do something special. Couldn't cross the finish line against Ohio State. Obviously, Ohio State is going to be tough to beat every year. Uh, that was certainly the case that year. Will probably still continue to be the case this year, but AP voters, all in on Penn State as the top team in the Big Ten at this point in time. 
But again, Iowa is right behind them. Michigan continues to be a well-respected team. Michigan State coming off an overtime victory against Nebraska, still a top 25 worthy team. I think they're up in the, within the top 20 as well. And then Ohio State kind of floating around the top 10 territory, number 10, number 11, whatever they were. Uh, but let's not sleep on Ohio State by any stretch of the imagination. Bottom line is, Lots of really good contests for Penn State to come for. So if they are going to prove themselves worthy of inclusion in the college football playoff conversation, they're going to have to earn it. Uh, any team in the Big Ten right now is going to have to earn it because Iowa still has to get through Penn State. Uh, I know Iowa looked a little shaky against Colorado State. Again, we'll see what Iowa does this weekend at Maryland on Friday night. That could be an upset potential trap game for Iowa, but uh, I do think that Iowa will find a way. But Maryland has been playing pretty interesting football, so Maryland's going to get somebody. Could they get Iowa? We'll find out. Rutgers could potentially get somebody as well. Rutgers actually had opportunities to win on the road against the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, Michigan just kind of uh, went stale with their offense. Uh, Rutgers really gave them a push, uh, but too many mistakes for Rutgers ends up costing them. Uh, but Rutgers playing better football under Greg Schiano. I think a lot of people were expecting that. I don't know how well that's going to carry over throughout the course of the Big Ten schedule. Same for Maryland, but Rutgers, Maryland, not going to be easy outs for anybody along the way as far as the Big Ten is concerned. Ohio State has had their struggles, but looked much better against Akron once they got going. Uh, do they have a quarterback situation? We'll see. And then again, Penn State looking well-rounded, but still needs some help in that running game. So everybody's got a, their strengths to their advantage. Everybody's got some weaknesses. Nobody in the Big Ten is going to run away with this thing. It's still as wide open as it has been in a number of years. But as far as the AP voters are concerned, right now Penn State is the top team, not only in the Big Ten East, but the Big Ten overall. Let me know what you think about those rankings. Reach out to us on our Twitter account, at LockedOnNitney. And if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you leave a comment down below. What do you think about these latest rankings? Do you think that Penn State is worthy of a top four ranking in the AP poll, a number six spot in the latest coaches poll? Let me know. Give a thumbs up. If you think that Penn State is right on target or if you think they're overrated, let me know with a comment on the YouTube page as well. We'll probably highlight one of those comments in tomorrow's YouTube comment of the day. Thanks once again for making Locked On Nittany Lines your first listen of the day. If you're looking for your second listen, head on over to the Locked On Bets podcast where your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, they're giving you their daily picks. Uh, coming off the weekend of football, there's still lots of baseball to look forward to. Maybe they've got a Monday night pick for you to check out. So lots of stuff going on with the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by your friends over at betonline.ag. And of course, if you want your third listen, go ahead and check out today's edition of Locked On Big Ten. I'll be on the podcast tomorrow talking some more reactions from this weekend of college football. Looking forward to what's uh, taking a page towards uh, what's coming up next weekend. But of course, lots of stuff going on here on Locked On Nittany Lions as well. Got some guests, maybe got a crossover with our friends from Locked On Hoosiers. We're going to see if we can work that all out. Lots of stuff to get you ready for Penn State's next game. So again, make sure you're following us on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Leave a comment. Give this video a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. And then, of course, hit that notification bell so you can be notified every time a new video goes live on the channel. We do put out a YouTube shorts every now and then. So just some fun entertainment to keep you uh, occupied in between episodes. Of course, we're also on every podcasting platform if you prefer an audio version. We're on the Odyssey app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. It's totally free to give us a follow so follow us on your preferred podcasting app leave ratings and reviews where available that will really help us continue to grow the podcast improve our visibility across those various apps and that's the best way to show your support for the podcast 
You can also follow us on Twitter at Locked On Nittany. Don't forget that tomorrow is Twitter Tuesday, so send in your questions today, and we will answer some of your questions in tomorrow's episode. You can also leave questions for tomorrow's Twitter Tuesday with a comment down below if you're watching this on YouTube. Don't forget we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash locked on Nittany. Hey, we've also got an Instagram because everybody's got an Instagram. Instagram.com slash locked on Nittany. My name is Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at Kevin on CFB. We've got plenty of Penn State coverage over on NittanyAlliancewire.com, a part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. I'm the managing editor over there. Lots of content from this weekend uh, against the uh, Villanova Wildcats. Lots of stuff to look forward to with the upcoming matchup with Indiana. And, of course, I'm a contributor to AthlonSports.com, so make sure you head on over there as well. Check out all the great college football content from Athlon Sports. Thanks for listening, guys. Again, thank you for making us your first listener of the day. Have a great day. Let's get the week started off on the right foot. Let's go 1-0 today because you can't go 1-0 this week. You should go 1-0 today. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. I'll talk to you later. Bye.